What you're about to hear is of a general nature and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. We recommend you seek financial advice before making any decisions about your super and consider the relevant Unisuper product disclosure statement. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of Super Informed Radio. My name is Lyndon. I'm Rob. And I'm Marta. And this month we're talking all things budgeting. So have you ever found setting up a budget a bit daunting, upsetting, intimidating or just too plain hard? It's no secret that in our nation where there's a rising household debt crisis, even the weekly grocery shop can seem a bigger challenge than usual. That's right. So to explore this topic further, in today's episode, we have Sarah Blessing, Senior Communications Consultant here at Unisuper with us. Now, Sarah recently had the opportunity to chat with a Unisuper member about this very subject. Welcome to Super Informed Radio, Sarah. Thanks, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Sarah, you spoke with Unisuper member Gregory Moll. He's a lecturer from the University of Canberra uh, about this growing concern around how we budget and the psychology around planning, if any, that underpins it. Um, so, I mean, we're constantly reading in the media about how household debt is fast becoming a developing problem and, and that how we budget and plan now can have some big impacts on our future livelihood. Um, you chatted to Gregory about that sort of stuff? Yes, I was lucky enough to speak with Gregory, who has a long-standing career in financial counselling, and he applied this experience to his research into the role that financial literacy plays in decision-making. Cool. All right, well, let's take a listen to the interview and uh, hear some of Gregory's insights. the work that super funds are doing you know there's a huge lack of engagement and there's super gap with women and all of that and lots of funds including ourselves setting up financial literacy programs to try and help close the gap if you will and increase engagement do you have an opinion on how that can best be addressed you know financial literacy for want of a better term yeah, yeah, look, certainly do. And in fact, when I sort of started the, the thesis um, journey uh, a few years ago now, that I, I was sort of coming from the pedagogical yep. approach as to how education is uh, delivered. Yeah. Um, so a couple of points I make there is, you know, first is that, um, you know, people do want to learn about money. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a strong desire to say, yeah, look, I, I really want to learn how to budget better. Or... I really want to learn uh, more about superannuation. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get asked if I want to be in a, a conservative fund or a high yeah. risk, you know, and yeah. I, I don't understand, but I, I really want to learn more. So people do want to learn more yeah. about finances. What I'm discovering from my research is that, you know, people uh, don't, well, actually most people don't have time, yeah. you know, to be reading a lot of resources, um, you know, be sort of trawling through a lot of web pages and, you know, to, to be presented with a booklet, yeah. um, you know, on whether it's superannuation or whether it's on how to budget. I mean, I'm sure that they recognise the effort that's gone into the content, but they're saying, look, I just don't, yeah. just don't have time to read or it just looks mm-hmm. a bit boring because it's a whole lot of text. Yeah. And so originally I was, with the thesis, I was thinking, okay, well, actually, I'll give some recommendations back about how education should be presented or should be delivered, which I'm still going to do. But Mm -hmm. what I've found is that if people don't want to read or uh, whether it's brochures, pamphlets or web pages, and you say, okay, well, we're going to put on a seminar 
and we're going to um, have a really knowledgeable presenter up there, yeah. um, you know, talks about a topic. Now, that, that people like that idea to say, okay, that, at least yeah. that gets me out of reading, but yeah. if it's a largest group, and when I say largest, like even more than about 12, 12 people, suddenly someone like uh, the, the presenter may say, now, look, people know the difference between, uh, you know, defined benefit and defined contribution, don't you? You know, half the room sitting there thinking, oh, I've got no idea what no. he's talking about, but I'm not going to put my hand up and of say course. I don't because then I'll look really silly. So it goes over there. But mm. um, what, 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 and this is the research coming from the pedagogy yeah. of delivering education, which is that small group learning yeah. is, is the most effective way. Right. So probably up to a maximum of 12 people. And also what works is rather than having a sort of expert or someone, someone who's you know, seen as an expert you know, talking at the participants, uh, what also works is what's called peer learning. And again, this is from my days at the Smith family, which is that we had great success in uh, running financial literacy workshops, again, to a small group. And you know, rather than me coming in and saying, well, look, I'm going to talk to you about budgeting, because they may look at me and say, oh, Gregory, you, know, you, don't, you don't know the struggles. Of, yeah you know, being on a sole income. But, you know, we'd actually go back to the group and ask the group to share their top tips yeah, you know, about the way so that they manage finance. Okay. And, and, and amongst all that sharing, you know, was, you know, some great techniques came out. You know, it made the, made the participants feel valued. I often respond to some criticism I hear about lower income people saying, well, they just need to learn how to budget. And I'm mm. saying, no, they know how to budget. They're the experts at yes, budgeting because yes. they have to. Telling them they just need to budget better, they are scrimping every penny and every every dollar is allocated yeah. to something. So I, I think I'm quite sensitive to those sorts of, particularly with women, and women are often paying all the bills in a household anyway. So, yeah. That, that's exactly right. So the problem is not a financial literacy problem. It's actually a time. income problem. Yeah, time, time, and income. time and actually income. That's right. Yes. So uh, in terms of how financial literacy is delivered, I, uh, I mean, I really value the sort of effort and and enthusiasm which is put into the creation of financial literacy resources. But you know, there's only so many ways that you can you know present sure. um, content on on budgeting. It's it's not it's not the content. It's not the resource. It's about making sure that first of all people turn up to hear about the topic, yeah. then that they're engaged with the learning, mm-hmm. and then that they will go away and actually put into practice what they've just heard. Mm, And so if I was giving advice to, you know, developers of financial resources, Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that, you know, a couple of things. One is that you need what's called a call to action at the end to say, okay, here's what you're going to do next. And then you've got to offer some support. Can I can I just I'll just t- can I share a quick story here, Sarah, of which course, I think yeah, illustrates yeah, that. Yeah. Which is that um, so in, in in those financial literacy courses, we used to run at some point we used to tell people as to how to get a copy of their credit file. So we'd uh, show them on on the screen the mycreditfile.com.au website and, yeah. and talk about you know what it does, uh, you know what your credit file is used for, and as to why it's important that you get a to get your free copy of your credit file, just to make sure that you don't get a surprise payment default. In, in the first versions of the workshop, we actually uh, just sort of left it at that. We'd say, okay, so uh, what you need to do is 
if you want a free copy, you need to go to the website and uh, here's the form which you download mm-hmm. and then you send it back to Vita Advantage. Yeah. So it's just a simple thing like that to say, well, unless you, unless you offer follow-up support yeah. and, and assistance, you know, yeah, or, you know, people just won't do it. Yeah. So, you know, they, I mean, so the SuperSons, for instance, may look like I know that they put on uh, seminar, yeah. you know, but but you've got to think about okay, you know, people walk out and they tick a complete the feedback mm-hmm. form saying yes, they had a great time, you know, because the uh, the biscuits were really good and yeah. whatnot. But but really, I mean, you've got to you know, what's important is did the participants act on the information that was delivered, mm-hmm. and I suppose that that investment in sort of research and follow up has to be done as well. Absolutely, and I guess when you talk about obstacles, there's no shortage of those in super. Let's face it. So kind of a similar, but maybe not as related, in some of the other research that I've read um, about your research, or some of the articles that I've read, you talked about, and it kind of talks a little bit, I guess, to the, the time issue, where you talked about the frugality blind spot, and how people go out of their way to save money on small purchases like fuel and things like that, but don't comparison shop as much on bigger purchases like credit cards and mortgages. And I just wondered whether you'd uncovered any insights into the psychology behind that and wondered whether do we see that people are more likely to question costs in relation to purchase decisions that they feel more comfortable making or more informed about. Like, for example, with a mortgage, more people might feel less equipped to make those decisions and then become overwhelmed and then avoid making the decision completely. Have you found any themes? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And because, you know, people uh, will devote more time in sort of topics that they believe that they're more an expert in or that they, you know, can actually get across. So, you know, people think, well, look, I actually know that the uh, this service station in a couple of suburbs away, you know, that their petrol was always, whatever, 10 cents a litre cheaper, you know, so they can see that it's tangible, it's close by. And it's nothing easy which they can say, yes, well, I've got to handle that. But... The world of mortgages and, you know, someone saying, well, look, do you want to have a uh, redraw facility? Do you want to have an offset account? You know, do you want a fixed or floating uh, mm-hmm. rate or do you want a um, half and half? You know, you know, it's the human nature to be looking at the person thinking, well, I've got no idea what they're really talking about, but mm-hmm. I'll just nod my head and just go with whatever it is that they're going to be uh, mm-hmm. recommending. So it's that sort of, it's just, it's sort of beyond their sort of range and scope and capabilities at that particular Moment. moment. Yeah. Um, it's also it's also to do with people generally tend to have either like a you know a short term focus or a yeah. long term focus or you know sometimes a mix of the two. So what what I found is the payday lending clients was that they were literally living from payday to payday. You know that they couldn't sort of see. Uh, you know, beyond, say, like, you know, the next sort of month. You know, so it, it, you know, coming back to superannuation, because if I had of you know, spoke well, I did actually talk to the payday lending clients, you know, about their financial future as to what they thought they were going to be doing in, say, five years' time. Yeah. Gee, you know, like I, I could see them stop and pause and think because, you know, yeah, I could tell yeah. that, that they never actually, that never crossed their mind. Yeah. You know, because they were so bogged down in just trying to get make it through the next payday. Mm-hmm. So, wow. you know, this thought about trying to be, you know, planning for the long term yeah. was just... It was just beyond them. Yeah. Well, not beyond them. I'm not talking about intellectual capabilities. It's just yeah. that 
you know, when you're so bogged down and just trying to, you know, get through to the next payday and you're sort of wondering as to how you're going to pay the car registration, which is coming in next week, to try and be uh, reacting or responding to a message that they may hear about, well, you know that you've got to have a million dollars in superannuation for your retirement. Oh gee, well, gee. I mean, it, 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 you know, because they're saying, "Well, hang on, I'm I'm struggling to even save, you know, hundred dollars for the yeah. next month's phone bill. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get there with you know superannuation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's it's just about, you know, if people's lives again that sort of complexity of other problems. So not not even just financial problems, you know, but problems around relationships and dealing mm-hmm. with family issues or children's issues. Mm-hmm. You know, but but they're just trying to uh, focus on all these sort of Things which they yeah, which they feel that they can control, but, but something big like a mortgage and superannuation is just they just feel well, I've got no control over that. I've just got to trust as to what people are actually telling me. Yeah, and then and then their friends and family recommendations kick in. Again. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. You know, because again, you know, people, you know, with financial literacy, you don't, you know, you, there's all these resources say, well, look, you must shop around. You know, mm-hmm. just talk about a mortgage. You must shop around for the best deal. Yep. You know, you've got to go in, to, if you're going through a, a mortgage broker, you've got to be asking the mortgage broker a whole series of questions mm-hmm. such as, you know, um, are you tied to any particular yep. lender, what commissions you've got to have. Yep. You know, first of all, it presupposes that you know, people have the, the time to be mm-hmm. doing that, you know, yeah. be shopping around and that they have the power or the sort of freedom to actually do that. You know, again, the yep. payday lending clients, the credit, people say, why is it that the lending from the payday, sorry, borrowing from the payday lender? Because that's their only choice. You know, they, they can't, you know, the banks won't lend to them because they're on a Centrelink income only or they've got really bad credit. Yeah, so they just simply have no choice over those sort of matters. Gregory Mole there from the University of Canberra speaking with Unisuper's Sarah Blessing. Sarah, you also spoke to Gregory about a couple of other things like payday lenders and bankruptcy, and he revealed some common triggers for financial stress. Uh, What did he tell you about this? Yes, Rob. Gregory mentioned that a lack of stability in employment or employment income, as well as the increasing casualisation of the workforce and the prevalence of part-time and contract work, it makes it really hard to plan or budget. So if you can't forecast your income, it's obviously going to be very challenging to put money aside for bills and to tell creditors, this is what I can afford to pay every week to catch up. Well, it's certainly an area that sounds like it can quickly begin to overwhelm people once their debts start to build. So Sarah, if people are struggling with their finances, who did Gregory recommend they should contact? Yeah, he recommended contacting Lifeline's free financial counselling helpline on 1800 007 007. That's a national helpline. Excellent. And if anyone listening to this podcast would like to discuss their finances with a qualified financial advisor instead, you can give us a call on 1800 823 842. Also, if you'd like to read more of Sarah's interview with Gregory, check out the May edition of Superinformed E-News hitting your inboxes this week, where you can read more about his financial literacy research, as well as get a recap of this year's federal budget. You can get that in your inbox, as I said, or check out our website, where you can also find our free budgeting tool if you'd like to have a tinker with your cash flow expenses and see how you can start helping get you getting your finances in order. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Super Informed Radio. Remember, you can listen to us on any device at any time via the Unisuper website at unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you next time. 
Bye. See you later.